Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I am your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Do you want to mention our newsletter? It's called Read Instead. It is the best of the Price of Business digital network. It includes my interviews with New York Times bestselling authors, Nobel Prize winners, Emmy winners, Oscar winners, Pulitzer Prize winners, uh, and even the occasional billionaire. We've actually had several of those. But some of my favorites are with thought leaders in their specific fields and uh, people who have very unique niche in, in what they do uh, for mankind, uh, or should I say humankind, just to be politically correct, although mankind means humankind if you look at it historically. <laughs> uh, strange times we live in. But our guest this segment really captures that. I, I look forward to introducing him. But let me tell you about the real quickly. Get the newsletter at priceofbusiness.com. It's right there on the right-hand side. One newsletter, once a week. We don't deluge you with spam, and there's no cost for it. It's called Read Instead. You can't miss it. It's right there on the right side of your screen at priceofbusiness.com. Joseph Muse, he is our guest, one of my favorites. And, you know, he has a very unique niche. He does something that I don't see others being done. I hear a lot of talk about uh, putting your money where your mouth is, and uh, there is no greater application of our money being where our mouth is, is, is what we're will, than what we're willing to do with our time. And are you willing to put time into something and not get paid, knowing you won't get paid unless you're successful? Man, that is almost impossible to find. But Joseph Muse has broke that trend with this company. Joseph, we'll quickly elaborate on that. And as always, welcome to the show. Kevin, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure to be on. And it's so interesting that our model hasn't caught on more. In so many parts of our economy, you pay somebody for performance. Somebody comes in and does a remodel on your home. You pay them based on performance. If it's not good performance, what are you going to do? You're not going to pay them until it is performed. Yet, yeah. For, for professionals like lawyers, accountants, consultants, there's still this old-school thought of, I'm going to pay you, and you're going to perform maybe. Maybe you're not going to perform, but I'm still going to pay you. So when I started this in, uh, 11 years ago, I said, okay, well, why don't we help businesses based on performance? That means we're going to be working together. We're, we're going to roll up our sleeves. I saw – I saw the value of doing it, and I thought at the time, Kevin, oh, my gosh, I'm so lucky. I'm the first one to come up with this idea. People are going to flood the market with this, right? It seemed too good to be true that nobody was doing it, and here we are 11 years later. Nobody else is doing it. We're still the only ones helping businesses based on performance. That's In my mind, that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, one of the things I believe, and I don't believe this in a conspiratorial way, it's kind of one of those subconscious things. You know, uh, your competitors, I'm using air quotes, uh, your competitors, uh, you know, they, they are literally trading time for money. They are really selling advice. The worst thing for them that could happen is for their clients to be successful because why would they keep buying the advice? And I know that sounds incredibly cynical, and I don't believe that's happening, at least in the vast majority of cases, in a conscious level. But they don't have, this in, they don't have the incentive to succeed like you have. 
And I think when you're dealing with your business's problems, you need people in your corner with the incentive to succeed like businessgpsllc.com gives. I mean, that to me just seems like common sense. Nothing to lose, only things to gain. You're nuts not to choose that, that model. And so I'm a, obviously I'm, I'm kind of uh, almost uh, proselytizing when it comes to uh, what you do. I'm very passionate about it, and uh, people really need to look at this seriously. Uh, all right, speaking of seriously, we're going to talk about a very serious topic, something that we've really been uh, talked about often uh, since COVID in 2020. Uh, it becomes an uh, issue again. Here we are in already well into the second half of 2022, which is rent delinquency issues, but for an entirely different reason than COVID. Or let me rephrase that, uh, beyond COVID. COVID still plays a role, obvious, for, obviously, but it's even beyond that. And with that, kind of set the stage. How bad is it? And set the stage of, of the systemic issues you're seeing surrounding it. Well, they did a survey, they do it every month, and they ask uh, business owners, are you paying your rent on time? And the number is a staggering 40%. So four out of ten business owners are not on time paying the rent, which typically is, after payroll, the most critical thing you're going to pay, at least from a business owner's perspective. Hey, if I don't have the space... I'm not going to be in business. So four out of ten, which to me really – I'm not surprised because we deal with business owners all the time, but it's still a staggering number, and that number continues to get worse. So it just, it just goes to show you it's not kind of directly COVID-related, but indirectly COVID-related that small businesses got behind. They don't really address the rent issue which we can get into, and their margins continue to get squeezed because of supply chain and labor costs and everything else that we read about, four out of ten. So to me, I think at least four out of ten small businesses out there, small and medium-sized businesses out there, are at risk to even stay in business. Unbelievable when you think about it. Um, by the way, what was the source? Where did you read that? Uh, there's a survey, uh, Alliances, I think is the name of the company. They do it every, every month. Is, is and it this is the possibly, go possibly Alignable? Alignable? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Alignable. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen that. And I, I will say, I've watched it, and they'll, they'll be first to tell you it's not like a traditional survey like you would get from, you know, uh, Pew or one of the large ones, but you know, and they've always had kind of negative numbers. But I got to tell you, who's proud of the fact that they are behind? They're not going to boast about that. <laughs> that's that's a probably very accurate number. And I do know from Alignable that the numbers of people uh, that they uh, get responses from is is pretty significant. Sometimes bigger uh, pool of uh, survey ease than uh, the biggest names that do it. And so to me, there's no doubt about it. And there's this attitude that seems to be pretty pervasive among business owners who are renting that, what, you know, what's my landlord going to do? Look how many vacancies there are in this building. Well, you, know, you know, it's a, a very, uh, you know, and I'm not saying they're being do, doing it to be cruel, but they have a certain amount of, uh, I don't know what you could say, swagger, even in their uh, delay in paying. It's a really weird business environment. It's a very passive-aggressive 
approach. So you're exactly right. That's, that's what they're doing or that's what they're feeling, but they're not addressing it. And I think the smart move is to address it because if there is a time of leverage for the small business owner, it's now, right? We, we view it from our, as a small business owner, we view it from our perspective, which could be, hey, he really needs me in this space or what have you, but we hesitate in raising it to the landlord to try to structure a better deal. Because otherwise, if you, don't, if you don't approach it and deal with it, then eventually the tables are going to turn, the landlord's going to be in a better position, and the landlord's going to go, hey, Steve, hey, Susie, you owe me $45,000 from all those past months. I didn't say anything then, but I'm saying something now. You pay me my 45000 now or you're out, and then you're stuck. So I think really that's my number one piece of advice to business owners is if you want to strike while you have leverage. And so now is one of those windows, the rare windows of leverage in your business history where you can go to the landlord, small or big, and restructure the deal. Right. Right. Rather than the passive approach where at the end they're going to demand everything, just say, hey, you know, we're working on it. We are getting better if you are. You know, we are trying to pay more often, trying to get closer to full. But clearly it's going to be a continued issue. And we're not going to want to leave when things are finally getting to be in a direction we can work with. And I don't think you're going to want a bunch of vacancies because I can't believe I'm the only one who's struggling with this. And can we talk about restructuring this? And I will commit to doing whatever we restructure now going forward simply because it has a light of it at the end of the tunnel. It's, it's doable. Uh, is that what you're, what you're suggesting? That's exactly what I'm suggesting. And the reason why business owners don't step up, in my opinion, and we talk about this all the time, is fear. And my advice to almost everybody on that subject is whatever fear is telling you to do, do the opposite. And the opposite wow. here is go to, your, go to your landlord and strike a deal. And by the way, if your landlord doesn't strike a deal, there are a lot of other landlords that will strike a deal. There are a lot of landlords out there that are, you know, large ones that are losing money, small mom and pops that, you know, they can't afford to have missed payments or many missed payments from their tenants. So this is as uh, we've been dealing with landlord tenant issues since we started the firm 11 years ago. This is by far as uh, agreeable as landlords are going to be and probably will be for the foreseeable future. Now is the time to strike that deal. But you have to speak up. You have to communicate with, hey, here's my situation. The landlord obviously knows you're late in payment, but I think it also helps to disclose, which again goes against what fear is telling you, but disclose a little bit about your business. Hey, our sales are down X percent. We've lost three employees. You know, make, it, make it personable. Maybe it's the best way to say it. Make it tangible so that the landlord ultimately says, okay, Johnny or Susie, tell me what fits for the business and let me see if I can make it work for, for us. Yeah. And, and in that same vein, if it's clear they're not going to negotiate and you can't simply get up and leave because you'll be paying rent at a new place plus trying to work out a deal, trying to pay off the debt you're leaving because you left before the contract, see if you can get them to go ahead and make your space available and begin to look at moving out, you know, rather than having a, you know, 
a lot of ugly acrimony. That's a win-win situation for both of you uh, because you stop accumulating that debt, and that gets them having someone paying move in. And I'm saying this is what you do if what you first suggest, which I agree with, fails. Well, and I'll tell you, in the first nine, ten years of uh, our firm being in business, we never had any landlords call us asking for help. In the last two years, because of COVID, we've had a number of landlord clients saying, we're struggling. We're afraid the bank's going to take our building. What do we do? So we always look at it through our perspective, which is, oh, man, we're behind on rent. What do we do? We're boxed into a corner. But we don't look at it from the perspective of the person on the other side of the table who's struggling themselves, who's at risk themselves, and really needs you to be in that – needs you as much as you need them, maybe more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why I believe many, if not most, will work with you in the first-case scenario. But if they don't, getting out in a controlled manner rather than having yourself booted, uh, you know, and, and, and carrying the, the debt, debt and, and find yourself – and you know, walking into an empty suite one day, where's my stuff? Uh, you know, uh, that is a, a, a better case scenario. And now, you know, more than ever is a good time for businesses to think about what some of the largest companies in America are doing, which is to go more and more virtual, having people work from home. Absolutely. And you, you said the key word, controlled. It's all about control. So you want to, I don't know, to me in business, one of the key things is control. Try to keep it simple. One of the things I always want to do is, is have control over my business because there's always unforeseen risks and, and, and things that are going to pop up out of nowhere. So let me at least control what I can control. Let me control what's one of the most important things to me, that I have a roof over my head and a place for my customers to come. So control yeah. the process. And, and I think if you do that, honestly, you're going to find that you're going to be able to renegotiate the deal or you're going to end up in a new space that's better, that's less expensive, where landlords are giving you three, six months, uh, no rent up front, which is what they're doing now. That's unheard of because they need, again, keep it simple. They need you as much, if not more, than you need them. Yeah, you go and that's historically – that's unheard of historically, and I think that's going to be more the norm going forward. Because there's already a huge amount of incentive to uh, let people work from home for way before COVID. COVID simply made it stupid, and eventually, if the government wants to get honest about uh, you know emissions on uh, you know cars and, and our carbon footprint, they're going to make they're going to start penalizing companies for making people drive to work. When, if they can do their work at home. That's, you, you, and I, you, you and I both know that's only a question of when, not if. I, I agree. And this work from home movement, it continues. It's not going away. So for these landlords, yeah. the buildings are already built. They already you know, bought the buildings. They pay the mortgage to the bank. The bank's not giving them forbearance, right? So anybody who owns commercial property right now is struggling. They won't tell you that, of course. But if you think logically about it and sit on the other side of the table for a minute, you see it. And then once you see it, then I think you feel more confident to pick up the phone, ask for a meeting. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I've got a, a friend. I have a couple of friends who have been in the commercial real estate business for years. Very successful. 
uh, and, and probably more candid with me than they are with most, but they won't even say that they're struggling. But they'll say things like, uh, you know, I'm working probably, you know, at, at least 50% more to twice as hard than I've ever worked my whole life and only making about the same amount of money. And I find that frustrating. Right. <laughs> you don't have to be a rocket right. scientist to, to figure out what's happening. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So, yeah, now's the time to strike. Don't be arrogant, but be, you know, be assertive. Don't be passive aggressive. Don't be arrogant. Be assertive. And now's the time to do it. And, you know, again, if you need help even talking with, uh, to them, I would say that uh, my guest today would be a good person to talk to about that, Joseph Muse, and he's at businessgpsllc.com. Joseph, we went way over, but real quick, final thoughts. I think it's all about communication, and I think like a lot of things in life, it's about understanding the motivation on the other side, whether it's in a relationship, and it's, it's certainly true in business. You have a variety of stakeholders. You need to understand their perspective. If you do, you've got a greater chance for success. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Price of Business. More for you after this.